0: Today, over a million cigarette stores coast to coast are featuring Chesterfields, the only cigarette to name its ingredients, the cigarette that's much milder, with an extraordinarily good taste, and most important, no unpleasant aftertaste.
1: Sound off! Sound off! Sound off for Chesterfield. Good evening, folks. A big hello. We're here to start the Crosby Show. There's lots of laughs and plenty of fun. So settle back with the milder ones. Sound off for Chesterfield. Sound off for Chesterfield. Time back at Chesterfields. Do it today. Someone waits for me.
0: This is Ken Carpenter Welcome you to the Bing Crosby Show for Chesterfield, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, Judd Collins with the Bears, and Bing's guest, Donald O'Connor. gentlemen, next Saturday marks the annual running of America's great turf classic, the Kentucky Derby. So now, for an advanced report on this great event, we present Colonel Bing Crosby.
1: Oh, thank you, sir. My friends, I've been attending the Kentucky Derby, man and boy, for 40 years. And this year, I'm going to see it. How come? I've sworn off mint juleps. <laughs> Tell me, Colonel... Um,
0: What's that, sir? Are those
1: Kentucky mint juleps really so powerful? No, not really, son. The mint julep is merely a green salad. It's a green salad that's living a little. <laughs> we drop this dialogue before we get better. some caustic mail from the sooth. Huh?
0: <laughs> Bing, are, are you running a horse at the Derby this year? No, no,
1: Ken. I've, I've given up my horses.
0: Well, they gave up before you did. I never <laughs> knew. But... I never knew. <laughs>
1: No, you know, that did enter her horse in the Kentucky Derby one year, though. Really? Did you know that? Yes, a real Kentucky thoroughbred. He was raised on bluegrass, nothing but genuine bluegrass. How'd he do in the race? He blew. <laughs>
0: You know, Bing, the history of the Kentucky Derby, I was reading it the other evening. It's most interesting, yes. It was founded by Colonel M. Lewis Clark in 1875. Is
2: that so? 1875? Mm At
0: that time, it was really just a contest between horses from the north against horses from the south. Now it's the north and the south
1: and the east and the west against the mutual machines.
0: (laughs) Well, after all, this is the machine age. And if you fight those machines, don't think they won't age you. (laughs) Exactly, well, Bing. You know the Kentucky Derby is going to be on television next Saturday.
1: How can that be? I thought TV was finished. Finished? What do you mean? Well, someone told me they dropped the atomic bomb on TV last week. No,
0: no, no, no. They, uh, they just, uh,
2: no, They just
0: televised a picture of an atomic experiment. Oh, it's too bad.
1: Well, so the derby. <laughs> The Derby's going to be on TV, huh? Oh, sure thing. Have I picked the horse yet? Yes, sir. And if I have my usual luck, my selection will come in romping in in time for Beanie, I guess. <laughs> but anyhow, I do want to extend my good wishes to Colonel Bill Corum, General Fred Miles, Sergeant Ray Ellis, and all the good people who will be down at Bourbonville on the lower reaches of the Ohio <laughs> come Saturday. Now to our opener for this evening's little cantata. We have a song here. It's a bright little thing, real bouncy. It's called Am I in Love? This was written by Mr. Jack Brooks for the forthcoming Paramount picture, Son of Paleface, starring you-know-who. <laughs>
2: Am,
1: Am I in love? Am I in love? Am I in love? Am I in love? Oh, well, I really wish I knew. All I know is I want a water sigh When you're standing near I get a humpty-dumpty feeling All I know is I want a water sigh Like I've never sighed before, before
2: Now when you're in love They say you can tell You're sick in the heart And
1: you never get well Maybe they're right I wish that I knew Why I feel the way I do Am I, Am I in love? Am I in love? Am I in love? Am I in love? Oh, well, i leave it up to you. All I know is I want to dance when I look at you. I get a tippy-tappy feeling. All I know is I want to dance like I've never danced before. My head's in a whirl, my heart's in a spin And if I'm in love, well then I love what I'm in I don't know why I'm feeling this way But the feeling feels okay Are you in love? Am I in love? Are you in love? Am I in love? What do you say? What I really couldn't say all I know is I wanna sing when you smile at me, I get la-di-daddy feeling. All I know is I wanna sing like I never sung before. Am I in love, am I in love, am I in love, am I in love?
2: Well I leave it up to you.
1: cards are on the table. Chesterfield is first to name its ingredients, because you should know what gives you the best possible smoke. Chesterfield
0: uses the right combination of the world's best tobaccos, pre-tested by laboratory instruments for the most desirable smoking qualities, and kept tasty and fresh by tried and tested moistening agents, pure natural sugars, chemically pure, costly glycerol. Only these are entirely safe for use in the mouth, as proved by over 40 years of continuous use in tobacco products. And your Chesterfield is wrapped in cigarette paper of the highest purity, the best that money can buy. That's what Chesterfields are made of. The world's best tobaccos, pure, costly moistening agents, the best cigarette paper that money can buy nothing else.
1: Only Chesterfield names its ingredients, and they give you the best possible smoke. A smoke that's much milder with an extraordinarily good taste. And most important, no unpleasant aftertaste. Ask your dealer for Chesterfield's. They satisfy millions. My Bureau of Musical Statistics tell me that this next song is definitely numero uno. Tell me why, though I try to forget,
2: tell me why,
1: why I think of you again, I know I'll never be free. What has happened to me? Tell me why When we danced into three tell me why why my heart couldn't see I never dreamed of romance. never gave Tell me why I keep fooling my heart when I know
2: it was love from the
1: start. Why don't we give it a
2: try?
1: If you know. Tell me why. If you know, tell me why. You to meet a chap whom I consider the most versatile young performer in our business. In addition to being a close associate of Francis the Talking Mule, this boy stars regularly on the Colgate Comedy Hour on TV. Currently, if you've seen any of the local pictures, the new pictures, you realize that he has a very fat part in the Metro Golden Mayor Technicolor musical, Singing in the Rain. Here then is dynamic, delirious, delightful Donald O'Connor. Thanks, Bane. That was, that was really a terrific introduction, but you, you shouldn't have said all those nice things about me. After all, I, I don't deserve such a build-up. Oh, Donald, you attempting to be modest? Yeah, and it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, let's live a little, son. Don, I want to tell you something. To really adequately cover your varied and outstanding talents, I'd, I'd have to go on for hours. I would. Oh, uh, no wonder everybody loves this man.
2: <laughs> really? You
1: sing, you do a master of ceremonies, you dance... You do legitimate acting. You do comedy. Yeah, well, well, I oh, I also write songs. You know. Mm. You write songs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I just happen to have a new song right here in don't, my pocket. don't reach for it. I'll break your arm. <laughs> no wonder everybody hates this man. <laughs> I tell you what you could do with your song, Donald. Huh? Oh, I'd rather I'd rather have you break my arm. No, right?
2: <laughs> no there's no
1: fractures necessary. I'll tell you what you do, Don. On your way out. Leave it with Mr. Trotter. Am I getting the brush? No, not at all. You see, John Scott always, he screens all this stuff for me. Well, it's pretty modern. I don't know if you can handle it anyhow. (laughs) Well, if your song involves delirium, vocal violence, hysteria, or a complete nervous collapse, don't phone me, I'll phone you. Well, I, I shall humbly await your call, Master. Well, let me have a dime, will you, so I won't forget. <laughs> Don, even though you've backslid into songwriting, I can't help but recall, I often do with, with great pleasure, great nostalgia, our first association. You remember the picture, Sing You, Sinners, the one that you and I and Fred McMurray did at Paramount not, not long ago? Not long ago?
2: <laughs> oh, <they're> just...
1: <laughs> we did Sing You, Sinners in 1938. Don't be a date dropper. Well, it doesn't bother me. I was only 12 years old then. Well, so what? McMurray was 17, I was 18. <laughs> that, that's right, yeah. Fred was 17 and you were 18. But not when that picture was made. <laughs> that's what Fred and I get for giving a kid a break, you see. We get these kind of. <laughs> well, look, I. I Bing, look at I was only ribbing, really. Now, you've always been my, my ideal and my idol. Mm, despite which, you seem to have accomplished something. Well, I, I learned singing from you, and I, I learned acting from you, and I, I, I even learned how to be a family man from you. A oh, family man? Yeah. Hmm. Say, that's right. You are a married man now with a little daughter. Yeah. Well, that I didn't learn from you.
2: <laughs>
1: I just spoke a book, So <laughs> see, I understand your little girl Donna. I understand that uh, Donna was on TV with you recently. You understand? You yeah. mean You mean to say you didn't see the show? Nope. Well, Bing, don't knock TV until you've tried it. I ain't gonna try it. Well, why not? Well, for one thing, outside of Senator Keefoffer, I can't think of anyone that TV has done any good. (laughs) Well, what about me? You were good before TV. Oh, it's hard to argue with this man. (laughs) But, Bing, at least you could watch TV. Donald, I wouldn't sit around every night slumped down in a chair and watch television if this were Russia and Stalin said, Everybody look. I'll bet you don't even have a set. Well, I'm trying to get one, really. I've bought several raffle tickets. So far, nothing's happened. Yeah, but with no TV set, you and Dixie must be social outcasts. Oh, well, we keep up in front. You know, for social purposes, we have friends over quite often. We sit around with the lights out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if anyone complains, you tell them you're waiting for the repairman, huh? That's right. I see. But Don working in television's a pretty tough grind, isn't it? Seems to me, since you're doing so well in pictures, uh, why do you go on knocking yourself out with TV? Well, I'll tell you, Bing. I'm trying to preserve my individuality. Mm -hmm. Now, that's one of the reasons I dropped in tonight. Well, what's your problem? Well, I feel that I'm limiting myself by making all those pictures with Francis the talking mule. How so? Well, after all these years in show business, I wind up with a jackass for a partner. (laughs) Oh, I know just how you feel. Oh, you mean Bob... Um, no, no, no. No names, please. <laughs> yeah, but your problem's different than mine being. I'm practically a nursemaid to Francis. Well, I have to nurse my mule along, <laughs> Yeah, but with Francis, I even have to worry about putting on his nose bag. Oh, you got me there. There's no nose bag will fit this thing. <laughs> Well, Bing, I can't believe that you're as concerned about hope as I am with Francis. Oh, no, you can't. I want to tell you something. I really got my hands full of old tuba tummy. <laughs> well, that's hard to believe. From what I read, I figure you and Bob are the best of friends. That's merely a front to keep Luella happy.
2: <laughs>
1: I shudder, Donald. I, I shudder to think what I've been through with that man. Road to Singapore. Road to Zanderbar. Road to Utopia. Road to Rio. Say, now you... we're starting the road to Bali. Do you guys belong to the Screen Actors Guild or the Auto Club? <laughs> You work with Hope, you've got to keep traveling. <laughs> that boy's shiftier than Goose Tatum.
2: <laughs> now, Donald,
1: what do you say we eschew the dialogue for a while, huh? Get on to something musical. Oh, you're going to sing my song? Well, I thought perhaps we'd do Small Fry. After all, that's the song we did in sing You Sinners. All right, if you want to take a chance with a hit. <laughs> I'll tell you something i ask you something You remember when we sang Small Fry Your voice was so high That we called you Minnie Little Minnie <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: yeah, you were kind of high On those days Never mind so. <laughs> You
2: know I... I've dropped at least
1: Two and a half octaves Have you? Yes I see Tonight what we ought to do With Small Fry though, Donald Is, is bring the lyric up A little more current Make it a little more up to date After all, nowadays I can't bawl you out For not going to school And for kissing the neighbor's daughter Hmm, I don't know. You ought to see my neighbor's daughter. Am I still going to have trouble with you after all these years? Well, I think you can forget about me, Bing. After all, uh, since the picture, you've got plenty of your own small fry to worry about. Oh, no, no worry at all about them. Our own boys are inclined to behave, and they act much the same as I did when I was their age. Mm -hmm. I assume you've turned them over to the proper authorities. (laughs) I'll straighten them out myself. Now, let's get along with small fry, Don. And I'll try to give you some up-to-date advice. Well, I may give you some advice. Oh, you may, huh? Still battling me, this boy. Well, let's go, John. We'll fight it out here musically. Oh, small fry, your dancing's improved greatly. Well, thank you, tall fry. Say, what have you been doing lately? My, my, you haven't changed a bit. What's wrong? Still can't get britches big enough to fit. (laughs) Say, uh, about television now. Ouch. You ain't sympathetic? I'd rather have my appendix out without an anesthetic. (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's been mighty good to me. That's right. I hear you're quite a catfish. On the old TV. When you and I first sang this song, it boosted my career along. I thank you. It did. It did. It certainly did. Now that we're singing it once more, fame may knock at your door. Enter fame. And you'll be a real success Well, getting back to that TV, I think that I'll stay With records and the wireless Well, you might be right Those mediums require less But watch out, the parade'll pass you by Get him. Get with it Mighty big advice from such small fry. Now listen, please, don't get me wrong I just want to help you along Hold oh, me, oh why, small fry? And fella, please make no mistake. I just want to help you get a break. Pull me nice try, small fry. Now, bingo, don't you be misled. I think I ought to send you right up to bed. Goodbye. And goodbye. Small prize. of all your good advice and your warnings. Well, please do. Now, what about my song? Oh, yes, your song. Uh, may I see it? Oh, sure, here you are. Just happened to have it Yes, have copy. it right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is it, huh? That's it. Nice title. What does it say here? I waited a little too long. No offense. Oh, I know this a... song. I do. I really know. K-Star has a great record out on it. Very good tune. Well, certainly. You didn't think I'd bring any dog meat around here, do you? <laughs> Never can tell about songwriters, or song pluggers either, for that matter. Let's see this copy here. I waited a little too long. Words and Music by Sidney Miller and Donald O'Connor. A S C A P. What does that mean, A S C A P? Uh, also Strauss, Carmichael, and Puccini. <laughs> With you and Sid and all those other composers on it, this song has got a great chance. Yeah, it does have an impressive lineup, doesn't it? Oh yes. Well, excuse me, Don. This will only take a minute. Okay. Oh, take all the time you want. If I run out of gas, uh, you help me on the high ones, will you, Minnie? (laughs) (laughs) I could have had you for a lifetime. But I waited just a little too long. I played the game, but not very smart. While I took your kisses, someone took your heart. I thought that I had done the right thing, but I know now that I was so wrong. I could have had you for a lifetime, but I waited a little too long. But I waited just a little bit too long
2: You, you, you played the game
1: But not very smart While I took your kisses, honey Someone took your heart
2: Guess you thought
1: you'd really done the I know now that I was so wrong. I could have had you for a lifetime,
2: but I waited. Yes, you waited.
1: Waited a little bit too long. Real torturing, huh? Ah, yeah. Gosh, to write a number like that, you really must have lived, Donald. Hmm? (laughs) Well, I just haven't been sitting around listening to the radio, you know. So much depth, so much feeling in those words. They they can only come from some soul-destroying experience, from supreme suffering and adult anguish. Well, you see, I wrote this tune with Sidney Miller, and between the two of us, we're 54 years old. (laughs) Well, that explains everything. You've been around more than Errol Flynn.
2: But, folks, now to get
1: on to business, here's why you should change to Chesterfield today. Now, wait a minute, Bing. I smoke Chesterfields. I can tell them why they ought to change. Well, okay, Don. Shoot. Well, look at it this way, folks. We all like to be in the know. And Chesterfield puts you in the know by telling you what it's made of. Chesterfield is first to do it. Right, Don, right. Chesterfield is first to name its ingredients.
0: Chesterfield uses the right combination of the world's best tobaccos, pure costly moistening agents, cigarette paper of the highest purity, nothing
1: else. Yes, only Chesterfield names its ingredients. Research tells you that these are the ingredients that give you the best possible smoke.
0: Chesterfield Research Laboratories are the best in the business. Our chemists work with outside independent consultants including scientists
1: from leading universities. And don't forget, folks, that Chesterfield has the newest and most modern of cigarette factories. So figure it out for yourselves. Best factories, best research, best ingredients, all this to make Chesterfield the best possible smoke. Ask your dealer for Chesterfield today. Go, 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 go! Go down to your dealer's hurry run And ask him for the milder one Much milder with a better taste And no unpleasant after taste Down dog Chesterfield Sound on for Chesterfield Try a pack of Chesterfields Do it! Today! Y'all great, Oscar! gypsy with a crystal ball to gaze in And look into the future, so they say But I am so afraid of fortune tellers To know the truth might cast my world away Now just suppose I called upon a gypsy To find you're gonna break my heart someday So darling, I'm confessing Not knowing is a blessing So you can keep me guessing Come what may To find you're gonna break my heart someday So darling, I'm confessing Not knowing is a blessing So you can keep me guessing Come what may Yes, you And keep me guessing on what matters. for sort of brightening things up around here this evening. Well, thank you, Bing. Now, who's going to be with you next week? Next week, Donald, our guest will be Miss Marlena Dietrich. Mm, I'll bet that'll be a slinky, sultry one. (laughs) (laughs) Full of intrigue, very continental, you know. Well, Sid and I are writing a song called The Vian Rose. We'll bring it by for you. please. (laughs) (laughs) With a free translation, eh? Thank you. Goodbye, Donald. See you soon. Remember, friends, Chesterfields are much milder with an extraordinarily good taste And most important, Chesterfield leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. The authority for that is a well-known research organization. So sound off for Chesterfield, friends. Ask your dealer for Chesterfields today.
0: The Show, presented by Chesterfield, was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in next week and dear Bing and his guest, Miss Marlena Dietrich.